0: Today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza in Los Angeles. Sometimes you you open your mouth and there's nothing in there. Yeah, well, what's that all about? Change it up. Gray Block Pizza, 1811 Pico Boulevard in Los Angeles. Get that hitter. Today's episode is also brought to you by Blue Chew. Some people think Blue Chew is when you've been swimming too long and you've been swimming in cold water, and then you... Uh, and then you try to, you know, eat one of your lips. It's not. Blue Chew is a performance enhancement for the bedroom or kitchen, wherever you like to do sex. Wouldn't you like to last longer and go extra rounds? Don't you want to be the Manny Pacquiao of penis? Well, BlueChew.com makes the first chewable with same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And at a lower price than those other two pesky hitters. Chewables work faster than pills. Plus a chewable, you can just chew it up. Pills, you have to swallow it or insert it straight into the end of your wiener. It only takes a few minutes to fill out a form online. No awkward conversation. No doctor visit. No waiting in line at a pharmacy. It ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. Oh, what did they get? A new ham radio? Maybe some frozen treats? Or maybe dick hitters? Blue Chew Chewables are prescribed online by a doctor and made in the USA. Blue Chew gives you confidence in bed every time. You and your partner will love it. Here's a great deal for you fellas out there and ladies with wieners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code THEO. Just pay $5 shipping. That's dot wcom and promo code T-H-E-O. Get that wiener strength. You know, every now and then an older man will come into your life and uh, kind of teach you a little bit about yourself. You know, teach you a little bit of something. Teach how your skin feels a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? Teach you what's going on inside of your body, deep in there. And that's what I'm talking about today. A lot of times, if you think about your stomach, what the fuck is going on with it? So here today, we have a beautiful man, and he's the author of the book, Grain Brain. Now, he's a scientific kind of guy, so, you know, he ain't going to juggle for us, bro, but he'll definitely, uh, he has more knowledge than I do, and so that's why I'm excited that he is here today. He's the author of Grain Brain, which has more than one million copies in print, Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Perlmutter.
1: So,
0: what is gluten, Dr. Perlmutter? What is it? So, gluten is a protein, it's found in wheat,
2: barley, and rye. Okay. And it's the rage right now. And uh, gosh, we wrote about it five years ago in Grain Brain, and at that point, that was pretty darn disruptive. I want to tell you that people suddenly, you know, you threaten give us our day, uh, give us this day our daily bread, and people have a conniption.
0: People trip out. <laughs> they do. Yeah, all my Jewish buddies first started tripping. They were like the first friends that, that I had.
2: Matzo. They make gluten free matzo.
0: Well, they started lo like they were like losing it, and so then I was like, "What's going on here?" You know. Um, and I mean, I, I, I've read more about it in your book, but I just wanted to hear, like, for a layman's, like, you know, like, what I, if I saw gluten somewhere, would I know it's gluten?
2: No, that's the thing. It's hidden in foods. It's you know you find it in condiments and ketchup. You find it all over the place.
0: It's tricky. It's like almost it's like a, um. It's, who's that serial killer that they just had that documentary come out about? I don't know, but Ted it's Bundy. stealthy. It's that Ted Bundy of uh. Oh gosh. Of the bread program, I, I, really? I'm going to have
2: to let you on that one. Uh, I'm not going to go there, but uh, <laughs> but that said, I wouldn't say it as aggressive as Ted Bundy. But having said that, uh, it's it's sinister. It lurks in the background and. You know, when you face all of the chronic degenerative conditions that we face now in this world, mm-hmm. the World Health Organization tells us that chronic degenerative conditions are the number one cause of death on planet Earth. We have to ask ourselves, what's the mechanism there? And the mechanism is inflammation. Okay, what's causing inflammation? High sugar diet, not enough fat, things like gluten, food allergies, those things literally have to come off the table.
0: Now, I was reading in, in your book that... Um and this is this blew me away, that people who have diabetes are twice as likely to have Alzheimer's.
2: Let's contextualize that. Okay, We live in a country where 5.4 million of us have already been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, yeah. number one. Number two, there's no treatment, none whatsoever. And matter of fact, in November of 18, a study came out in JAMA, the Journal of the American Medical Association, showing that the drugs that doctors are using to treat Alzheimer's are actually making them worse. Wow. As opposed to neutral. They're actually declining more quickly.
0: So how is that even <coughs> a thing? I could, anybody could make up that drug. I'm I'll give you Starburst. I, I would say what you just said, that's the whole show. How is
2: that a thing? Think about it. I mean, yet uh, you know, there—it's proved by the FDA. It, it's useless, and in fact, making people worse. And people are spending a billion dollars in America, yeah, to buy these drugs, putting their faith into these drugs to help mom or dad or husband or wife. And I've been there. I've mm-hmm. been there with my dad who died of Alzheimer's. Yeah, so I read I that know in your what book. It's
0: like, yeah, my stepfather has it, and um, my mother has to it, And it's horrible, and it's mostly
2: preventable. Right. And that's what we shout about. We shout about what you said is that diabetes is related. Okay, you know, when 80 uh, million Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic, it's not a genetic issue. All of a sudden, that just happened the past 50 years. Mm-hmm. It's because we've trained, changed our diet. Now we're eating more sugar, and this is a disease of sugar and refined carbohydrates and less fat, and all of a sudden everybody becomes diabetic. That may increase your risk for an untreatable illness, Alzheimer's, two to
0: fourfold. Wow. Then you're really screwed. So that's really, so if you have that in your family, I mean, this these are really things you need to look out for because Alzheimer's can take, when does it usually kind of strike people, Alzheimer's?
2: The beginning stages of Alzheimer's, what sets the stage for when you can't figure out what's going on around you, happens in your 20s and 30s. Jesus. That's your audience. And that's a very important concept. Yeah. That it's not when you're my age and you suddenly can't remember the grandchildren's names and you name it. Uh, Because that's what we think it is. You bet. That's the idea. You're already down the road. Yeah. Uh, We, you know, a lot of literature shows that if you look at markers of inflammation in the blood, they predict Alzheimer's 30 years ahead of time. Wow. And how do you get inflammation markers in your blood? You eat the wrong diet. So it's not like. uh, you know, people say, oh, I had a heart attack. Well, it's not like you're walking down the street, minding your own business, and then all of a sudden this thing attacks you out of the... That's middle. lightning, if Yeah, that's it. that's lightning. Right. Heart <laughs> attack happens because you ate the wrong food, you didn't exercise, you have some genetic issues, etc. You set the stage for a heart attack. You set the stage for Alzheimer's, and I'm here to tell your audience that there are changes to make today yeah. to lower your risk because when you get there, when you get to a place where the doctor finally says, you've got this... There's nothing you can
0: do. Man. So, yeah, so it's one of those things you have to start early.
2: Yep. And I said 20s and 30s. Well, when do you start setting the stage for diabetes? Uh, adolescence, childhood, uh, you said it, when you're born. Actually, the changes begin when before you're even born. When you're in utero, depending on mother's lifestyle choices, has a huge role to play on whether you're going to be diabetic, whether you're going to be overweight, which is a risk factor as well.
0: Wow. So... So I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, if I'm just hearing this, you know, like a lot, because a lot of our listeners are 20 in their 20s and 30s. And, you know, some of them may be diabetic, may not. Um, but they are usually a lot of good people, a lot of active people that want to make their lives better overall, that seems to be our audience. So what are, like, some easy ways out of the gate that you think, you know, um, it, is it just a rich thing? Sometimes I feel like just the rich can be able to, you know, really it, it, have a nice it is. thing. It's
2: just the rich. Because you have to buy something, right? You got you <laughs> to go out and buy a new pair of sneakers. Really? Now I don't know how rich you have to be, or you get them out of a bin, whatever you need to do, <laughs> you or you go barefoot. The bottom line is, step one is you got to exercise. You've Got to get moving. You got to get your butt off the off the couch, and you've got to get at least twenty to thirty minutes a day of aerobics. Add some resistance exercise to that, fine, but you got to get your heart rate up. And uh, to what number? I don't know. I usually tell people. 180 minus your age. Do the math. And right. if, you, if you can't do the math, then you really need to exercise. You so you've got to be really cruising. You bet you do. And why do you want to exercise? Well, the relationship between exercise, if you look at the epidemiology of it, shows those people who have higher rates of exercise have lower rates of Alzheimer's. But beyond that, exercise changes gene expression and codes for the body to produce a chemical called BDNF that tells your brain to grow new brain cells. Mm. Who knew? You know, when I was, I hate to say when I was your age, but when I was your age, uh, we were told that we were uh, given a certain number of brain cells. And then, as we, every beer we drank, we yeah, lost 30,000, whatever it was, you'd yeah. lose X number of brain cells. Because we didn't know that you grow new brain cells. And yeah. how do you grow new brain cells? By exercising, by taking a fish oil supplement, by using turmeric in your cooking. This turns on the gene pathway. You can change your gene expression grow new brain cells and and stave off alzheimer's what's so hard about what i'm saying here
0: right it's really basic and so do you think there's like a psychology to um like sometimes whenever you get into a a a, a path in life whether it's an eating pattern or a, and you know it's detrimental you know that the end is Heck yeah. doesn't end well is there some term for a psychology that makes you stay in that path almost out of spite or something you know there,
2: there are a lot of terms one is mindset okay that your mind is set in right. fact i had oddly enough at the interview this morning and the question was how does mindset come into play for health health decisions your mind isn't set you can change your mind and the more you change your mind and then do the right thing the better that pathway becomes the more reinforcing it will be uh the other thing i talk about is inconvenient truth you know al gore talked about the inconvenient yeah. truth of climate yeah, the documentary, change documentary yeah i did a CBS This Morning program a couple of months ago. And they said, now Dr. Perlmutter has a new book. There's a new book talking about gluten and carbs and all that. But we reached out to the sugar industry and they told us we should eat more sugar because decades of research. And in my mind, it was hashtag... Why, that's fantastic. Hashtag WTF, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it stands for? Why, that's for? fantastic. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in my mind, and then, then the lady gets on, she said, and this morning I had, well, last night I had truffles, because they're in season, truffle pasta and, with a jelly-filled donut or something. And again, it's an inconvenient truth. What I'm saying to your audience today is an inconvenient truth. Why? Because we all have a sweet tooth. Oh, yeah. We all would love to eat sweet and pasta it's comfort food because it stimulates the part of the brain for instant reward dopamine surge and you're momentarily content but oddly enough that diet distances you from the executive center of the brain that lets you make better decisions Mm. plan for the future be more compassionate and empathetic for yourself, for the next person, and for the planet. Wow! So the more we distance ourselves from impulsivity, the better decisions we'll make. We'll get on an exercise regimen, we'll stay on it, and we'll choose
0: to eat better foods that will enhance that. It's feed forward. That's really interesting because be, so because impulse is that it's that it's almost just like that. It's like that dirty magnet that's in us, and it just wants whatever the first, whatever the easiest, quickest hit is done,
2: and then you need more of it. Uh, you see. need more of it right. because it's a dopamine surge stimulates the opiate receptors in your brain done you know you you've done your thing and now you need more and the more you do it the more that receptor needs to be stimulated
0: and so choice is almost behind impulse a little bit i mean it's right there with it but it's almost a gift to outride the impulse i feel like exactly and right and for a second and then be able to that's what i feel for me it's like Okay, I just need a second and make a choice.
2: The moment you just did that. What you just did, Theo, is you stopped dealing and and responding to your amygdala brain, your reptilian brain, Mm -hmm. that said, I'm going to eat this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to punch this guy. And instead, I'm going to decide. That one moment is all the difference in the world. I'm going to think about, do I really want to eat this? Do I really want to, whatever the addiction may be, do I really want to do this? And now make a more sophisticated, more human Rational decision to not do it—you've broken the spell. You can move forward. Wow! And does that get easier over time? Doing absolutely. That? We talked about the growth of new brain cells. Yeah, the same chemical, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF, that you get from exercising, okay, stimulates what we call neuroplasticity, that allows you to connect. To that part of your brain so these things then stick and the more they stick the better you get at it it's like learning to hit a tennis ball
0: and then the better you feel about them. does that impulse ever switch to the other
2: yes uh we need the other impulse you need the other impulse because when you're back in your car out of the driveway and your mind sees in the backup camera a little kid on her bike you hit the brake yeah you don't think, well, it'd probably be a good idea to right. hit the old brake pedal because this is going to turn out bad. So that's when the no, lizard really helps. You bet. You need that. You need that impulsive right. uh, activity to make the right decision quickly. But you don't need it when you're trying to figure out what foods to buy in the grocery store. Can I make an excuse and not exercise today? You know, exercise is something that we don't have to, we don't want to find time for it. We want to make time for it. If you have to find time, you say, well, I'll squeeze it in between such and such and such and such, and then those things suddenly take over a little more time. You didn't exercise. You didn't meditate. You didn't take time to make the food that's good for you, You ate some crap that you, you
0: know, fast food. Yeah. Then our thinking's not good then. It's like our... You know, it's really, we're kind of in a tough, it's a tough system. It's like we've created this, you know, this sort of, I don't know if it's a comfort society or or what it is, but it's, I mean, the system that we're in, in a lot of places, now I'll say in LA, it's easier. It's very easier. It's much easier for me to stay healthier here. It really is. Then if I'm back in other places, like I'm from Louisiana, if I'm there, it is tougher. Like, you know, sometimes it's just tougher. So Theo, my team said, you got to watch these a couple of his podcasts before he come on your show. Right.
2: And I, I got to tell you, this is there's no segue here whatsoever, uh-huh. but that's what this is about, right?
0: And I didn't know what to expect, but uh, I'm enjoying
2: the heck out of it. This is great.
0: Are you? Oh, absolutely. Good, man. Yeah. Well, look, I'm super curious. I mean, one of the <laughs> main reasons we'll get to it is, you know, I take antidepressants and a lot of times I get tired of, you know, it makes me feel like there's this, you know, there's something that's not natural, that's out there that's added this connect this this taper to me this yeah. this this chain you know it's like almost i'm a slave in a way to it a lot of times and eventually maybe one day uh, i would like to maybe not take them now i'm not asking you for that du- you know direction now but i do think i start thinking well where are my other brains in my body you know, and so then I started thinking about my stomach, you know, it's almost shaped in a way like, you know, it's, you know, your organs are almost like in in a way for to me or in my imaginative way, I work off of imagination first, kind of, Uh, it kind of is like a brain. So I'm thinking, well, how could I learn more about like, what I put in my stomach that could then affect how my brain behaves. And so then I was talking to my producer, Nick, and I was like, we got to get somebody that knows about this so that I can learn more about it you know and so that's basically where i started thinking about you know about having you on and then i only read about 60 pages of uh, of grain brain um but it was really fascinating to me even in in that little bit of time i found some things that were really interesting and uh and so i'm glad you're here today so i can talk to you about them well who knew yeah
2: i mean who knew that food uh has such an effect on every aspect of our lives you, let me get back to the imagination part because i was really taken by that you know imagination is only a manifestation of connecting things that really happened right you know your reality comes together to form imagination and in many ways oh it's uh, interesting well it is i mean you're, you're an, kind of, i
0: know you're a neurologist first right first uh i'm i think a is that a husband term? and father first okay there but, you go <laughs> there we go that's good
2: um uh, but yeah i'm a neurologist so um uh, so you know about the brain. I know a little bit about the brain. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say that. So imagination is, is sort of like what happens during sleep. So during sleep, we connect real events, real memories, uh, and for, and we measure them against each other. We form new ideas. Right. So imagination is based upon your reality, things that you have experienced or have imagined in the past, those things were based on things that you have experienced. Wow. And let's get back to we, uh, this connection of the gut to the brain, not just the stomach. Right. Which, interestingly, I've never heard anybody say was shaped. you were about to say, don't put words in your mouth, looks like the brain a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe if I didn't you say that, that's what I for. meant. Yeah. Uh, so are pecans. Uh, for yeah. That matter. I think and I'm walnuts clean, huh? too, right? Uh, but, but that said, um, depression is an inflammatory disorder. Now, I want that to sink in. It's a disease characterized by higher levels of chemicals in your body that relate to a process called inflammation. Yeah. Now you're familiar with inflammation, you get bitten by a mosquito, your hand gets inflamed. Yeah. But those same inflammatory chemicals are upped, amped up in your body in relation to depression, in relation to Alzheimer's. Autism, Parkinson's, coronary artery disease, diabetes, cancer.
0: All those things have inflammation
2: along? All inflammatory disorders, Wow, which are so fundamentally related to not just your gut and things going on there, knowing that your gut bacteria determine what is called the set point of inflammation in your body, Mm -hmm. but even more importantly, to your food choices. Because you have to understand, you know, they say... Uh, that when a woman is pregnant she has to be careful now she's eating for two.
0: Yeah, I've heard that.
2: Theo, you're eating for a hundred trillion,
0: right? Because Every... of the future month semen, all of that? No, your gut bacteria. Oh, I see what you're saying. So they're eating what you had for breakfast today.
2: Oh, Those wow. 100 trillion bacteria float around your gut, what's yeah, Theo yeah, going to yeah. eat today? You know, is it is it a fiber-rich good food that we're going to be thrilled about? We're going to replicate. We're going to put out great chemicals. We're going to control the production of his brain chemistry. Right.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. We'll get back to that because you mentioned that earlier that the things you eat— affect emotionally how you're able to be to relate to other people is that true? actually that's... that
2: research was done right here in LA wow. Dr. Emron Mayer did some of the pioneering work on that Can you write that down Emran Mayer. Mayer good guy to have on the show that Emron you owe me one
0: wow because so I'll, I could potentially be able to love people better and learn about myself better if I eat better
2: I would tell you without a doubt so here's what we need to craft for you we need to craft for you a diet that reduces inflammation. Yeah. Fundamentally. Where is I feel infl- inflamed. Well, uh, why do we see other inflammatory disorders along with depression? Why do we see skin inflammation, joint inflammation, those types of things? Obesity, which is an inflammatory disorder. The inflammation comes from fat cells. Wow. So why do these things all happen? Why do we see gross disturbances of gut bacteria? Because they're all related. So the trick then... Mm-hmm for you and uh, any of the other uh, 47 uh, million or 27 million Americans who are suffering from depression, uh, what do we offer up? We offer up a diet that's lower in its ability to produce inflammation. Okay. And that is a diet that's lower in sugar, lower in refined carbs, but has fiber, which is a carbohydrate. Fundamental point here. People say, I'm going on a low-carb diet, and they ditch the fiber because it's a carb by definition. Right. It's the last thing in the world you want to do. You want to nurture your gut bacteria. Don't get rid of the fiber. You need that. And, dare I say, eat more fat. Eat olive oil, avocado oil, avocados, nuts and seeds, grass-fed beef, wild fish. Get good fat. Calm the fire. Who Mm. knew? Now... If you really want to push it,
0: and mm-hmm. you you look like you probably want to push it, right? I think so. I don't good. know. I'm about to find out. How though. old are you? <laughs> I'm 38.
2: Okay, 30. Your birthday's tomorrow. Yep, my birthday's okay, tomorrow. So You'll be Thank 39 you tomorrow. That's or you're very 38? sweet of you.
0: Um, I'm going to be 39 tomorrow. Okay.
2: So uh, you do you want to look into keto? You really want to look into the ketogenic diet? Would do you a world of good, but be sure. And to any of your listeners, viewers who are uh, thinking keto or, keto or doing keto, you've got to eat the fiber or okay. you'll get constipated. You'll have digestive issues. And you got to use potassium and magnesium or you'll get the keto
0: flu. Okay.
2: So many people bail on the keto diet because they don't do those two things.
0: Okay. So so you're saying, so a, a way to kind of to start and to fast track uh, some of the things that you've been talking about that will help your Ooh, system and my system. Great pun there. Fast Track. track you want to fast yeah yeah you want to fast yeah. oh you want to fast you want to fast do you want to fast <laughs> well hold on first let me because I'm, I'm slow so i have to go through i don't know if i'm, I'm sure my listeners are a lot quicker than me but they always say i'm repeating stuff but so so a keto diet that we also add potassium and magnesium supplements now and- that could be vitamins we could get those in a store
2: Yeah, I mean, there are things, uh, there are online brands that you can get.
0: And that's okay to add to it with the keto, we don't have to, so a keto diet with those and then also fiber. Now, can that fiber be a supplement as well, or does the fiber...
2: Uh, Always choose food first. Okay. All right, so if we're talking about magnesium, let's be a little bit technical here. So chlorophyll is what makes things green. Mm -hmm. The center of the chlorophyll molecule is magnesium. So anything green that you eat has magnesium in it. That's one way to know. Uh, so you want to get diversity. You want to get lots of color. You want to eat a lot of vegetables. They have a lot of fiber. If you really want the right kind of fiber for your gut bacteria, you use what is called prebiotic fiber. That's onions, garlics, leeks, leeks chicory, root. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's
0: from Louisiana. All the coffee has chicory in it.
2: That They dilute it in the day, especially in World War II. But uh, dandelion green. But you can go to the health food store and say, stand at the counter and say, I want some... Uh, prebiotic fiber. I'm not saying probiotic. I'm okay. saying prebiotic, and they have prebiotic fiber uh, that's made from acacia gum. That's the tree in Africa. It secretes its gum, sustainably harvested. It's the best prebiotic you can find. Dang, organic.
0: It secretes its gum. It's twice chewed. Then, if you get it, you know. Mm, I guess it might be a bad joke. Um, <laughs> but we, what we can do work. though is we can put a list of like a basic kind of starter set of diet in this under this YouTube that would be I think really helpful to people. Um, but
2: let's talk about more that involves inflammation yeah, yeah. that you can leverage for depression. okay. Okay So wanna do everything we can. Diet is key. okay. Exercise 20 minutes of aerobics a day key. Being on schedule is really, very important. Wow. Try and do the same thing uh, every day that you possibly can. Not just what you eat, but when you eat. Try to eat your last food at least three hours before you go to bed. Okay? Yeah. So you want to be sleeping when you're sleeping, digesting during times that you're awake. You want to make sure you're getting good restorative sleep, like eight hours a night. That would be really important. And dare I say, you want to limit stress. And what does that mean? Everybody's talking about, I want to limit stress, so I... I don't do certain things. I don't engage in certain things. Stress can be watching the evening news. Stress can be on social media where we're being told we're not good enough. Yeah. Because social media pounds you with ideology that we're not measuring up, that everybody else's life is better. You look at their Instagram posts. They're having the best time. Why is my life not so great? So stop comparing ourselves to other people. That will. Look, that's the biggest stress Inducer, I think, of in our modern times. So get oh, that's off of this um, merry-go-round where everybody else looks like they're having... I got news for it. They aren't. Right, They're all having a great time. Their lives are, are, are wonderful. Uh, they
0: aren't. Yeah, and, they're not sharing the truths a lot of times, Yeah, which I mean, would probably, if they did, it might even alleviate some people's stress to know that... Uh, that we aren't the same. Do you really so you really yeah, I guess in your lifetime you've probably seen um and I don't think you're much older than me, but I bet in your lifetime that you've seen um has that really shocked you the 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 way that social media and stuff has has become that much of a stressor?
2: Absolutely. And I'm I'm a lot older than you. Um I'm 64. So You look um, good for 64, Dr. I, I'm trying. Yeah. Uh it ha- it, it has shocked me and my son, Austin Perlmutter, also an MD, mm-hmm. to the extent that we've written a book about it. Wow. And that's coming out in January of 2020 called Brainwash. Mm. A, we're calling attention to this issue, and B, we're providing the response, what you can do to offload this stuff. Yeah. How you could sleep better, why exercise is important, how the food that you eat speaks to your genes giving your genes information to reduce inflammation or increase inflammation, your choice based upon what you eat. But to identify this uh, very obvious way that we are being manipulated on social media yes. and in our digital worlds, not just for producing this feeling of low self-worth, but providing the, the quick clickbait answer to satisfy, look, I'm, I'm overweight, buy this thing, lose weight quickly. And all these ideas for uh, quick and sudden, uh, that's redundant, uh, ways to satisfy ourselves getting back to the impulsivity part of the brain where we're saying, look, stop. If you think you need to buy stuff every day on Amazon because that makes you feel better, stop. Wait yeah. 24 hours and then buy it. Uh, if, if this is a quick fix for your problem, take a deep breath. And But don't be misled by what you're seeing on digital media as to what your value is. Mm. So... Facebook shouldn't determine Theo's value, what you think of yourself. Right. You talk about depression. What goes on in terms of manipulating your online choices is a situation that absolutely creates depression.
0: Mm. And so, like, give me an example of that. So what goes on, like, like the things that I do online and how I behave on there and what I see on there, you mean can immediately make me feel a certain way? Absolutely,
2: because what it's doing is it's catering your brain to continued relationship with the amygdala, the reptilian brain, immediate response. You feel bad about yourself for this, buy that, and you're done. You've satisfied that. You get the dopamine hit as soon as it arrives the next day mm-hmm. uh, on Amazon Prime or they drop it in your backyard with a drone or however the next yeah. new way of you satisfying that urge. And then it came, and you suddenly realize, I, I need more. I- it's I'm not content. Whereas contentment means... You have enough yeah that's the prefrontal cortex you have achieved a place where you don't need more you've achieved a place of happiness of empathy and compassion for other people of being able to calm yourself and make appropriate decisions about your life and me make decisions about your life Mm -hmm. and about caring for your neighbor about caring for people who are different than you are Mm -hmm. and about caring for the planet
0: wow So that care, it's amazing that so much emotion can come from, um, from what we eat and that it can, I I could definitely see how, like if you had less inflammation, you'd probably, so less inflammation means less stress. Absolutely. Okay. And so less stress, of course, then you're going to be, it's going to be easier for you to be patient with someone. It's going to be easier for you to be more understanding. Um, It's going to be easier for you to, to take that extra second to like kind of make a choice. Um, so you're not just being that reptile, but it sounds it seems like all the advertising and everything these days were like catapulting humanity, um, towards just a, using that reptilian brain.
2: That's right. So we've
0: got to stop that. Do you think we can?
2: I'm going to do my best, and our and Austin Perlmutter, uh is doing his best to put the information out, brainwash, about what people can do, and you know one other really important part of the program is reconnecting with nature. Mm. And, and that can be having a plant in right. front of you when you're doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Or it can be walking in nature and breathing better air.
0: What about candles even? I notice when I have candles around that I feel so much different than when I have There's, regular there, light You know, time.
2: candles are, are a visual. We are attracted to fire. It's very calming. Uh, but in addition, there are scents of candles, which hopefully are natural. And that's one of, another reason that uh, forests, mm-hmm. being in the forest, really reconnect us. That's a very deep and primitive part of our brain that you're Mm -hmm. activating.
0: Yeah. Man, it's crazy to think kind of like just where we're headed then, you know. I I read in your book that there's – like sometimes you think like, okay, I'm having – this thing that my ancestors had, this primitive sort of diet, and it was about wheat. A part of it was about a wheat or something, but that the wheat that we have now is nothing like the act. The wheat that they had then. Well, and, let's, and let's I might be paraphrasing.
2: Let's put it in perspective: our ancestors didn't have wheat. Okay, so wheat only came into the picture fourteen thousand years ago to be generous, mm-hmm. uh, which means for. Ninety-nine point six percent of our time walking this planet, we didn't have wheat. Wow, we didn't have barley. We didn't have any of that stuff. I mean thats when agriculture began. And you know, the the size of the br- our brain increased threefold from two million years ago up until about fourteen thousand years ago,
0: and then it stopped. Then it's
2: declined ten percent since Jesus. then. So think about that. So uh, you know, everybody—that's cred- <laughs> crazy. Everybody credits agriculture with. Uh, you know, with all these great advance, advances in humanity, you know, the development of cities and and our, our social, uh, true social networking. But in reality, it has represented the greatest change in human diet ever. So, you know, that sort of segues to the so-called paleo movement. And yeah, I think to grasp that, you really have to understand that food is information. What do I mean by that? That the foods you eat yeah, it nurtures your gut bacteria. We talked about that, which is hugely important in and of itself. But it also sends important information about your environment to your DNA. Mm. You are controlling the expression oh, wow. of your DNA based upon the foods that you
0: eat. So if I eat healthy stuff, I'm letting my DNA know that I'm in a healthy environment and that everything's okay. And then your DNA creates antioxidants. Right.
2: It helps It you chills out. Detoxify. It's at the beach.
0: It makes chemicals to grow more brain cells yeah.
2: and it may, lets you feel better about the world.
0: Whereas if I have two boxes of tartan tinies for, and then my DNA says, Jesus Christ. Where I don't are know
2: tartan tines. Oh
0: just like a um <laughs> it I'm sounds bad.
2: Tartan tiny didn't grow in nature. Yeah. Anyway. Star, uh, right. sweet
0: tarts. Sweet tarts. Yeah. I remember those. Or sugar uh Tootsie rolls. <laughs> Sh- yeah, you know you're, you're, you're reaching back I'm yeah, trying, I'm right trying up. to find I know. out <laughs> milk duds Necko,
2: wafers Necco's. I was there right there oh yes. right that was perfect dude that's crazy <laughs> bro I know wow oh, oh. <laughs> we're so, gonna take a poetic pause here but so but if- when you do that you eat that food so you have the artificial colors the artificial flavors lots and lots of sugar yeah that sends signals to your DNA that amplifies the production of inflammatory chemicals wow. reduces your production of antioxidants and compromises your detox pathways. So you're eating poison, and at the same time, you're compromising your ability to get rid of poison, so you're setting yourself up for disaster.
0: Now, when can you have some poison? Like, when can you, like, sometimes, look, man, if I've been on a flight to New York and i am walked by that Dunkin' Donuts, bro, I gotta have one, you know? I can't even, and they got the lady okay. over there looking so at The me. lady's
2: like Theo, There's a lot of and advertising. Boys, three or four different
0: colors, red and in bright colors. I, I want
2: you to to realize, uh, to take a step back and think that that's playing on you. That's playing on that quick dopamine surge. Are they gonna get, who's in charge? That lizard. That's what you ask yourself. What I do Look for a mirror. Uh, look yourself in the mirror. Look in your eyes and ask yourself one question. Who's in charge?
0: Larry Duncan. Usually, bro, I go straight for right? that Duncan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I just, Duncan, no, they get right. me. Okay, I Now, a lot of times here. things don't get me, though. A lot of times things <laughs> don't get me. But can you celebrate once in a while? I mean, you can't. Absolutely. I right. mean, do you ever celebrate? Uh, uh, like, you we'll have a yeah. birthday cake if it's someone's birthday.
2: Not so much, right? Uh, that you know, my cells didn't know that it's your birthday tomorrow. They don't know <laughs> yeah. that yesterday was uh, St. Pat. Whatever is right. the holiday, your every day could be a holiday. That's I'm a sure it's every somebody's birthday every day, right? Yeah, your cells don't know it's Thanksgiving or Christmas. They don't take the day off, right? So, um, again, you know, from my perspective, having dealt with. Patients and their maladies for all these years, having having dealt with a father who died of an illness that's related to lifestyle choice, and my mother as well as a cigarette smoker, uh, I realized that your choices matter a whole heck of a lot. When Theo says you look younger than sixty four, God, I'm thinking keep at it, you know, stay with it. And, yeah, and but beyond that. Get the message out. Do the best you can to get the message out for other people because people are absolutely struggling. Yeah. You walk through that airport, whatever time of day it is, and you look at what people look like. A, most people are overweight yeah. and look awful, and B, they're not happy. Yeah. And C, what I've learned and what was motivation for this new book is people are lonesome and unconnected. Yeah. That's and what we, we can, talk about a lot we on here. we can do what we, we can... To let people feel comfortable with reconnecting to others who are different from them, mm-hmm. who look different, whose ideas are different. And we stop. We listen to what that person has to say. You know, you ever heard uh, this saying, uh, you know, it, you, it, if you're going to judge somebody, you have to walk a mile in their shoes before you say something about yeah. them. Yeah. You know why they say that? Because mm-hmm. then when you judge them, you're already a mile away. Right. And you have their
0: <laughs> shoes. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> i like that now where do you go where do you go with that i stumped you yeah i think i am stumped um so now you talked about prebiotics earlier and we'll put a uh we'll put a couple of those on and you can go to your health store and ask what they are so you recommended for a kind of a not a a fast track but to get started in a place that would um, have a diet that is better for you that would cause less stress and cause less inflammation in your body would be a keto diet with magnesium and potassium supplements and uh some prebiotics that would be a great start lots of fiber yep now after you to start this what are signs that you could look for that it's having an effect in your life and
2: that happens quickly wow usually a couple of weeks you wake up refreshed you want to open the curtains and let the light in so many things that we could talk about in terms of that keep that in mind uh but people feel better more energetic
0: clearer Mm. of mind You know, a lot of people don't realize they're a bit foggy until suddenly the fog lifts. I realize that all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, man, what is, it's like there's this kind of smog in my head and it really feels physically like that, like a very thin smoke helmet. Exactly. You know, and I don't use drugs or alcohol.
2: Well, in in the day, uh, we used to listen to FM radio a lot. Yeah. Uh, now everything is, of course, digital. But on um, in, in an FM on FM radio, you'd be driving your car, and if there is lightning, you couldn't even see it, but it was way out in the distance somewhere that would strike. You would hear it on the radio; the, the music would be interrupted. You hear the, the sound, oh, that's cool. and that's what inflammation does. to Your thought process, when you've got high levels of inflammation in your body, it's like that lightning going off in the background, and the music gets interrupted. So when the inflammation starts to get toned down. Your memory improves and you start to see things clearly. The fog will lift. Mm. Wow, it happens quickly. Then the weight loss begins. Then people look at the mirror and notice their face looks better. People comment. The, you go to your next belt loop uh, right. hole in your belt, and uh, and people start to feel better. And it doesn't take long. And what's good about that is, let's say it takes two weeks. That is self reinforcing. I'm doing it. I'm wow. finally I know. doing it.
0: How good is that? Feel I am too? not
2: on a diet. It's not. XYZ diet where you buy a book or go on whatever it is I don't have to go to meetings I'm just eating the right foods my body is responding because your body wants to be healthy yeah it wants to resist disease your brain wants to work your brain wants to resist disease and your mood I think your body your your brain wants you to be happy yeah you were gifted this lifetime and you were gifted I believe uh, the, the desire and the ability to enjoy life and not be depressed yeah Depression happens when things line up and then it's feed forward. The more depressed you are, the less likely you are to exercise, the less likely oh, you yeah. are to make the right food choices. Yeah, with all due respect, the more likely you are to give in to Dunkin Donuts or whatever else is bombarding your mind with ideas that this is what you should do for that immediate surge. That glazed that donut lizard. that's going to give you that dopamine surge that then stimulates your endogenous opiate receptors. And I believe that that is a big player in terms of opiate addiction. That we constantly bombard ourselves with first the dopamine surge oh, right. that then makes these opiate receptors want more. They're ready. And of course, and then there of course, you go. there's
0: opiates. There's opioids. yeah They're there, ready and Bam. willing uh, to. Snackable, snack size now. I mean, yeah. Back in the day, you had to smoke opium, you know, and now they got a little snack. They got the
3: vape pills
0: yeah mm-hmm. vape pen practically i mean i'm surprised opioid hadn't come out with a
2: and they pen. Uh, I, and i like uh, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the thc products that are shaped like pacifiers oh, what crazy. is the signal we're sending to children there infants yeah i mean that's certainly an adult uh play toy
0: oh toddlers are sleeping for three days on some of these pacifiers you know it's <laughs> great i, I want to get back to, yeah really <laughs> great the kids sleep and everything's good we can go out well, we used to have a kid we'd go over to his house His boy jeff soviak and they had a gas leak in their house right and nobody ever knew and we would We'd go over there and go to sleep we'd sleep on friday we would go to sleep on friday night like 2 a.m dude we get up sunday morning man we'd sleep for like 32 hours we had no idea that they had a whatever kind of gas that is you know what a
2: whole jeff soviak's doing these days <laughs> i don't
0: know probably i don't know where he is and actually i've tried to text him and call him so i wish he well, would reach if back if out if jeff is out there we we did update we would sleep forever man his whole family would be asleep you'd walk by his mom we'd be making a salad she would just be unconscious really? like yeah they had like a I guess it's carbon monoxide or something. Something in their house. Yeah, suppose. usually
2: it's it's a pretty much more aggressive kind of uh, event that happens with carbon monoxide, as opposed to going on for year after year. But could be. Yeah,
0: it must have been. It might have been like a slow leak or whatever. But yeah, but it was so, relaxing. But anyway, you know, we had
2: mentioned about you know you wake up in the morning, throw open the curtains, get a lot of light in, and I yeah. think so you'll naturally start to do
0: that. Oh yeah!
2: Wow. I, I think the light story is something we can touch on since mm-hmm. we're uh, there, uh there's not huge segues here. We go wherever we want Yeah, right? no,
0: we don't and sometimes we never know how these conversations are gonna go. It's like sometimes it's you know, you just never know. And that's what our list that's what podcast listeners and I enjoy as a listener is just, you know, two people talking that don't know each other and um and you know, one of them having information about something and one of them not, you know. Well,
2: I'd say that uh, you know, we're just really getting a handle on how circadian rhythms affect the human body, right? And we, be, you know, we're really realizing that every cell in our body is uh, responds to the circadian day circa around dia day okay. circadian uh, rhythm. That it's all of our cells, including our gut bacteria, respond to various times of the day. There's a great book called "The Circadian Code" by Doctor Sachin Panda. Great, be a great guest for you. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, he talks about how it's really important for us, and Matthew Walker, too, for his book, uh, Why We Sleep. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, oh, yeah, I actually read about half of that book. He oh, was on Joe Rogan, book. I think. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, But about, you know, that we need to have blue light during the day, that we should get out and experience blue light, really have exposure to, to bright sunlight, because that really will tamp down melatonin and then in the evening time we want to back down off blue light significantly and where are we getting blue light i mean these leds are we're loading ourselves with blue light right now we are but we don't want to do that at nighttime because that would suppress melatonin Uh. and keep us from getting restorative sleep very underrated in terms of how important that is for you for reducing uh cortisol surges for reducing inflammation so getting what we call salubrious or restorative Mm -hmm. sleep is Incredibly important and it's underrated. I mean,
0: you spend a third of your life hopefully sleeping. Yeah. And what about those melatonin supplements? Those are okay to take? I think they are. Yeah. Uh, but I would say before we supplement, it
2: would be good to do it more naturally. Right. And recognize what is it that allows melatonin to be present or absent. And it's mostly blue light. Light. So that get a lot of blue light in the daytime. Evening comes around. You want to back down. If you're going to be on your computer or looking at your iPhone or whatever phone you may have, uh, you put on amber glasses. Mm -hmm. Because that blocks blue light and is very, very helpful in terms of allowing your brain then to make more melatonin, Mm. allowing you to get some restorative sleep. Mm. Now, uh, you may have sleep apnea. You may have periodic leg movements that are waking you up at night. Yeah,
0: the legs I do, I got checked for the sleep apnea. I don't have it.
2: Yeah, but you may have leg movements that wake you up. So you're getting into deep deep sleep, but then your legs start to move around. You get into a lighter stage of sleep that's not as restorative. How would you know
0: that? Yeah, that's where I've spent a lot of time.
2: Yeah, so you may not know that. That's why you get a sleep study.
0: You go into a lab, and they oh, watch. Oh, yeah, I went there.
2: Yeah, you, and it's it's a little odd. It uh, was crazy.
0: This dude was flirting with me. This was LA. I, I had a, I had, Did this you? guy started crying. Yeah, I was like, weird. dude, I ain't fucking like sleeping uh, in here. And then they
2: got the cameras watching you <laughs> know, and all damn. kinds But anyway, it's worth doing. I mean, uh, you know, there is uh, there are other things, like the aura Ring uh, is a great thing. I'm going to hope get mine in the next couple of weeks. And what great is that? Way. An aura Ring, you put it on your hand, you wear it all the time, measures your level of activity but is able to measure the depth and quality of your sleep. You wake up in the morning, this thing downloads into your phone and tells you, hey, you got X number of hours in this stage of sleep and that stage of sleep. And then, uh, you know, you work with that. And that seems reliable, that piece? Actually, I'm interviewing the uh, president of that. (laughs) God, you are good. Uh, The founder of that company uh, uh, next week and going to learn more about it. So I'm very excited about it. And anything that you can learn that can hack your body and give you tools, uh, I'm all about it. It's time it. I'm all, to do that. I
0: mean, it's going on. We have so much information now. Yeah,
2: I, I think get your 23andMe or other uh, online a company that'll give you a, a report of your genome. You need that information. You can do great stuff. with Once you take that data, mm-hmm. download it to one of many different sites. Uh, I recently downloaded mine to Found My Fitness. That's Rhonda Patrick. Great mm-hmm. site. And I learned stuff about myself that I think is really important. I learned, for example, that I don't metabolize or use B vitamins very effectively. I have to have a special type
0: of B vitamin called methylated B vitamins. Mm-hmm. I never
2: would have known it. Wow. So who knew?
0: And do, but do you find that like, um, uh, sometimes I worry that get like the information, like sometimes I use an app when I go run or something and getting that information, it takes the joy out of doing the task. Do you ever find that? Is that just some way my brain is No, no, no. Me? I
2: think there's been a lot of pushback and I think... uh there has to be some level of temperance as it relates to that. I mean, I, I don't uh, run with an app. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't run with a, a special watch. And so I don't know, I, unless I'm training for an event. Having said that, I do want to know my miles, my minutes per mile. Right. Uh, but otherwise I don't get involved in that. I, uh, I do like to listen to music. So I find that really helpful or podcasts when I'm running. Um, but I, I think that you people can overdo it. There's there's been pushback with a lot of these things that measure all these parameters. That it's way too much. It's information overload. Right. But I will say that knowing your genome once is a good bit of information to have. Okay. Because you could take that information and dump it onto any number of sites and learn some stuff about yourself that's really going to turn out to be helpful.
0: And you know how can you learn about your genome?
2: Twenty-three and Me. Spit
0: in a in a. Test oh yeah, yeah, I did that. So I got you it back. It yeah.
2: You get back your data. Yeah. But that doesn't really helpful. Then you take your data, you drag it on your desktop. This says uh, Theo's data right here. Then there are any number of sites. One wow. of them is uh, Found My Fitness. Rhonda mm-hmm. Patrick. She's yeah. a great
0: guest. Doctor Rhonda Patrick, right? She's, She's been uh, on Rogan a bunch. Yeah, uh, I thought we almost reached out to her one time. You should reach out. We to will. Her. In
2: fact, I got connected to her this morning nice only I mean yeah. so I'll, it, I'll ask her if it's okay to connect with you she yeah. be
0: terrific it'd be interesting um,
2: but she has a website you take your you, dr- you go to her website you drag the file you drop it next thing you know you get a report and, and her algorithm tells you various things that you need to know about yourself wow how you handle dietary fat uh, what level of various activities you could engage in what are your how do you handle b vitamins That's fascinating yeah there are a lot of those sites too they tell you it's great to have the data, you know, mm-hmm. your, who your ancestors were, you know, uh, what percentage of your genome is Neanderthal, how is that helpful, I don't know, Yeah, but uh, beyond that, there's a lot of stuff you should know.
0: That we can use, yeah, especially if we can, there's another way, it's just interesting to you know there's another way to use that information, because I do not even know that. Um, I'll help you with it. Afterwards. Okay, cool, we'll yeah, no, know. that'd be awesome. Um, I had a, uh, I just wanted to know a little bit more about, do you think that people could eventually, I mean, obviously, you know, this is something people always need to discuss with their doctors, but get off of antidepressants. I knew you
2: are going there, and I would say that let's make this our goal, you and I, Yeah. To get you off of medications. We'll work. Give it a year. Okay all right wow. how cool would it be for you on your program to say you know i've been off whatever it is you t- i don't know if you told your audience what you're taking
0: yeah i think i don't yeah i just switched to something else vibrant or something right.
2: so how how cool would that be that you said did this this and this and i've been off my antidepressant for x period of time i'll try you'll work with your doctor i right. am not your doctor you'll work with your Correct. doctor but we'll talk about some lifestyle issues that may pave the way for letting that happen or not
0: wow dude that's are crazy are you in? I guess I'm in. It would be silly for me to say I'm not in. You know, I'm always okay. talking about doing things different and uh, taking some contrary action. So I'm ready yeah. to do it. I think maybe that's even why you're, you know, one of the reasons, you know, for me, why you're here today. Um, you know, I mean, selfishly, but that'd be awesome.
2: Totally reasonable. You're yeah. not the only one who's watching this.
0: That's a good point. Sorry to interrupt the episode, but, um, you know, I got to let you know something right here. And something right here is called Uncommon Apothecary. And an apothecary is something that helps you. Somebody that makes you up a sweet tincture or something, you know, a salve or something like that that gets you to the other side of goodness. And today's episode is brought to you by this company, Uncommon Apothecary. CBD, you might have heard of it. It's from the hemp plant, but unlike its sister, Mary Jane, CBD contains less than 0.3% THC. It won't get you high, but it'll stop you from feeling low. Several double-blind studies have shown CBD to reduce anxiety. Well, honestly, for for me, nothing would seem more anxious than being double-blind. Also, CBD has been known to alleviate depression as well as pain and inflammation. I even like to add some to my coffee or put a little drippy-drappy under my tongue or under my cousin's tongue and watch him feel better. Best of all, it's legal without prescription in all 50 states. Head over to ua-cbd.com today and use the code T-H-E-O at checkout to receive 15% off and see why thousands are switching from prescriptions to a more natural alternative. For every item purchased, Uncommon Apothecary will donate $1 to local homeless shelters. And hopefully they'll dip the homeless straight into a sweet vat of CBD oil. Again, that's ua-cbd.com and use code Theo at checkout. This past weekend is brought to you by Skillshare. Now, if think of somebody who can't do something, you ever see somebody? What are they doing? Nothing, loitering, maybe, just sitting there, just hanging out with gravity. That's nothing. Well, that person needs a skill. Go tap them on the shoulder. Say, "Hey, buckaroo, you should be doing something." Skillshare is an online learning community for creators. With more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. Take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, or even illustration. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, we're talking professional skills. Think of somebody that's a professional, a doctor, a dancer, a... Um, you know, someone who makes cement. Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching those new goals. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a f- special offer just for our listeners. We need skills. So go to Skillshare and get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access over 25000 1,000 classes for free. Go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn, T-H-E-O-V-O-N. No spaces. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Gang. We had a couple questions too from listeners that called in, uh, so let's get to a couple of those.
3: What's up, Theo? Dr. Pearl Muter. Gang,
0: gang, 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 bud, coming at you from an oil rig in Oklahoma. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm reading the book right now, Grain Brain. Really interesting stuff. Not all the way through it, so I apologize um, if I say anything wrong. But but you know, then I go on the news or something, and I find the Northwestern study about eggs and cholesterol and how it's linked to heart disease. Uh, so my question is just kind of how do we sift through? Uh, what's good knowledge, and bad knowledge? Um, how do we kind of get to the bottom of it? But thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for talking
3: about it. Uh, makes a lot of sense. I'm really enjoying the book. So y'all take it easy. Gang. Thank you, the
0: gang. Man. What's
2: his name? Ben. 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 So Ben asked a great question. So a study just came out saying that uh, higher levels of cholesterol consumption, or egg consumption, are linked to all cause mortality. As well as risk for coronary uh,
0: vascular disease. So and Eggs I, are bad again. Pardon me. Eggs are bad again.
2: Uh, let me let me
0: finish because okay. uh, here, here's my response. Years, there you yeah. go.
2: Higher egg and cholesterol consumption hikes heart disease I'll and death. I have a half omelet in me right now. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay. And um, let's talk about that. What does it mean? Uh, how did they do the study? They mm-hmm. did. Uh, they asked people, "What do you eat?" Mm-hmm. Which is uh, notoriously an interesting, maybe not the best way of determining what people are truly eating. People wanna answer their questions yeah, right. Yeah, they wanna lie. And they determine cholesterol consumption based upon certain their frequency of consuming foods higher in cholesterol. And I think it's a good study. I think it tells us some important information, mm-hmm. but it doesn't address quality. The quality of the eggs that people consume is very important. Oh, really? There is no alchemy that happens when chickens eat garbage in a factory and then produce eggs. Mm. And if, if you wanna see a simple example of that, Go to a farm, a regular farm. Get an egg. Go to the grocery store and buy an egg. Crack them both open and just look at them. Totally different. What do you see?
0: Yeah, one of them is a little bit darker. The the richer yolk is a little in bit richer. Almost has some coloring in, it's in it. And the other one just looks like uh, we could have made it if we had a couple hours.
2: Yeah, and there you go. Uh, and the same thing deals with meat consumption. I mean, do I believe that in general meat consumption is a health risk? I do. Do I think uh, the China study, Doctor? Uh, uh, Colin Campbell's book about risk for colon cancer, one of the things you mentioned, increase with meat consumption. You bet I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, but the point is this is asking a person or large groups of people, do you eat meat or do you not eat meat? End of story. You're the one category or the other. It's not asking, do you eat meat that you get at the grocery store that came from a factory where they fed these cattle garbage, genetically modified, sprayed with who knows what, antibiotic-treated, on and on, versus do you eat meat that's grass-fed from animals that are roaming free and not exposed to toxins.
0: Yeah, because traumatic, because then you're just getting secondhand inflammation, from the meat
2: 100 you got you You got that when you nailed it on the
0: head jesus man
2: so that's the point that's the information yeah, how is the cow
0: feeling they should write that on there on the back <laughs> of the thing you know lance <laughs> yeah. was doing well you know whenever <laughs> we, the day. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: but uh it would be like saying we're going to do a study to determine if alcohol consumption is good or bad for your heart and not d- determining any difference between whether you that alcohol comes from a uh, glass of organic red wine mm-hmm. versus some rot gut scotch that you buy at a convenience store. Right. It's all alcohol. No, it's not. It's all meat. No, it's not. I see. So I think it's really important to look at this information. I think it's very valid. I think Ben's question was good, mm-hmm. but having said that, we've got to do... A science that looks at quality of the foods that people are
0: eating okay
2: would i say that eating eggs from the grocery store might not be a good choice yeah i would say that same thing with the meat i wouldn't i wouldn't eat that stuff wow and i think to be fair more vegetarian of a diet is a good choice uh we are now at a place of one meal a day being plant-based and moving forward. Our next book is talking about OMD, one meal a day being plant-based.
0: Wow. And so now when you say, so people can switch if they need to from a lot of these, because a lot of people, you know, we're in regular towns, you know, like in my town growing up, like I don't know if I was there, if I would... I mean, maybe I would have access to these things. First, I would have to seek them out. I could probably get like fresher meat because there's like a lot of venison and that sort of stuff. It would just I'd have to call a local distributor and find out what their route is and how they usually go about delivering stuff. But you're saying that that's a smarter move to organize something like that than to just be going to the grocery store and get. I want to repeat hitters. what you just said. Yeah,
2: and it was very important. Your viewers need to hear this, and that is you're going to have to seek it out. And that is the difference between finding time to do something and making time. It's about priority. Yeah. So if we're going to prioritize food, and we should, prioritize exercise and prioritize sleep. Yeah. That's the key to health. That's the key to getting rid of depression. It's the key to reducing our risk for chronic degenerative conditions moving forward. Those things have to move to the top of the list. Because after all, you know, if you don't have your health, then nothing else matters.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we have this there's this feeling these days you're just gonna kind of, it's hard to know it's hard to feel the long term in the short term you know what I'm saying
2: uh, you know in, in my world where you know a lot of our where our work deals with Alzheimer's disease uh, we now recognize as we talked about a while ago now uh, that the changes begin in your 20s and 30s wow. and you don't know that until you listen to people who are studying that and who are you know making that information known. Let's see, is I hope this
0: person's about not right driving, now? right? Well, hopefully he is, dude. He's, <laughs> well, he's probably stressed. If he is, this could be inflammation. No, no he's, he's in qu- the right seat.
3: His uh, question was related to dementia. Hey, what's up, Theo? Gang, gang. What's up, player? Out here uh, in Daytona for spring break, but I wanted to get my question in for that guy, uh, the brain guy. <laughs> I forgot his name. But anyways, I okay. uh, went to go see a doctor a while back. They said my B12 levels were really, really low. Uh, so low, in fact, the guy said that it attributed to giving me bad headaches, since I get migraines and headaches. And he said that if I don't start taking B twelve uh, and taking them seriously, I can have early onset dementia in my thirties. Um, yeah.
0: Can I ask you a so question?
3: Wondering-
0: oh, yeah. oh no, we can't do it. It's not live. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry, Doctor Yeah, We didn't tell you that. Yeah, people submit these submitted these gotcha. yesterday.
2: Well, let's 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 respond to that. Okay. Uh, a one would wonder why in the heck did his doctor check his B12 level? Mm. And I would say probably had nothing to do with his headaches. It right. had to do with this, I don't mean technical, the size of his red blood cells. Okay. The lower your red blood, your uh, red cells are, the larger, I mean, uh, the lower your B12 level is higher, bigger size your, your uh, red blood cells Because
0: they're stressed out?
2: No, it has to do with their construction. But, but that said, uh, he's not alone. There are a lot of people going around with a low B12 level. The brain is desperate for B12. Wow. So... Where do you get B12? Well, you get it from organ meats. Mm -hmm. Uh, You uh, you can get it from vegetables if the vegetables haven't been washed, like organic vegetables that, dare I say, might have a little dirt on them.
0: Right. So go to these farmer's markets and hit these things up. Make that part of your week if you can.
2: But here's the biggest reason I believe that people have low B12 levels. Mm -hmm. It's because of the overusage in our society of these acid-blocking drugs. So we need stomach acid— to activate what's called intrinsic factor. Intrinsic factor helps us bind B12 mm-hmm. and absorb it. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that they have indigestion, they ate some kind
0: of sandwich. They ate all day. So all day of, long. Yeah.
2: You see commercials. The guy's trying to eat a sausage sandwich, and the sandwich turns away from him because they don't get along.
0: Oh, you, I remember when I worked on this farm, we would make these like little Tum burgers. we get three of them and stack them and eat them. Don't tell me that. Yeah.
2: All right, so case in point. So when you inhibit stomach acid, you compromise... B12 absorption, your B12 level goes down. So, his doctor is giving him, recommending B12 orally. Uh, He... I'm not his doctor, right? But if a person had that low a B12 level, I don't know if uh, how low it was. But we would definitely start with some injections.
0: Okay, so yeah, so that's something you could also possibly do. Is you know, whenever you go back to your doctor to talk about also injections, make sure you're not taking too much um, calcium or too many tums or those type antacids. Well, it's also will, yeah, it's also stop the acid, yeah, which you need a, to help process the B12
2: beyond the you know those uh, the calcium base, these these uh, other types of acid blockers like that what were, well proton pump inhibitors, if I may say. Think also drugs like uh, Zantac and mm-hmm. Nexium, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, Pepsid AC over AC. Uh, uh, these OTCs, over the counter drugs, which people take, they everybody thinks because they get a upset stomach after they eat some food, they need to bo- uh, to pop an antacid, yeah. Well, if you're getting an upset stomach after you eat a food, you sure as heck shouldn't be eating that food. There's a mechanism in place that says, if you eat food that's not good for you, you're going to get an upset stomach. You should pay attention to that. Not try to cover it up by taking an acid-blocking drug. We need stomach acid. That's what activates our ability to absorb B12. It activates our digestive enzymes. The last thing in the world you want to do is inhibit your stomach acid, unless you have... Something, uh, some other issues, Zollinger Ellison syndrome, for those tech weenies who want to
0: know about really um, get in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like the damn dark arts. You don't want that, Ellis. No, oh, if that guy shows up, dude, we're gonna probably whoop his ass. I'm gonna say that. Um, sorry to use that kind of terminology. I think it was two
2: guys,
3: first
0: of all, (laughs) okay. Well, well, it
2: was a long time ago.
0: Oh, it's two on one, dude. Somebody, yeah,
3: us three could take him,
0: yeah, us three could take him. Um, do you want to you have something Nick?
3: Uh you, we got another question. Okay, great. Hey Theo, hey David. I was wondering, uh as a neurologist, David, um what's your opinion on treating depression, anxiety, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, with psilocybin?
2: That's a terrific question.
0: So, it's a big question. We just lost to one of our comedians uh, a couple of weeks ago who ended up taking his own life and he, he hung himself. I hate to say that because it almost sounds even grotesque almost saying that because you know it's, but he was, even according to the guy who dropped him off that evening, he was doing as normal as he ever is. He'd gotten off some medicine and was getting back on without like talking to his doctor. So, that's what it seems like people are equating it to some, some crevasse in that moment mentally where he just couldn't escape it um but anyway back to his question yeah this is very pertinent
2: yeah it's an excellent question um we're seeing some dare i say
3: do we want to explain yeah psilocybin like uh uh, so it's a hallucinogen
2: so right um, okay yeah but we're seeing with specifically relation to psilocybin uh some dare I say, some very positive response in terms of uh, serious depression and things like PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're early in the research, though it's been going on a long time. Right. I think the real dedication to the research is in its infancy, mm. and I'm all in favor of looking at it further. I mean, you know, this began in the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah.
0: And was and in so, the 90s too, dude, in Covington, Louisiana, it well, began. You, I mean, that's began. where I was. It was well yeah. on its mean, way. It was, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, it was passing through, I'll say that. Um, um, is it something that you've ever tried? Have you ever experimented with psilocybin?
2: Uh, i Have have I ever tried mushrooms? I have.
0: Yeah. And did, did you find it from like in, in this, did you already have your, your knowledge base so you could kind of examine it like that? No, or was I did it-
2: not. I mean, n- m- my current knowledge base, uh, I, no. Uh, this was years. This was in college. So, right. So... Uh, it you know in terms of contextualizing for me i can't say that it did that in right. terms of uh you know letting me see the world in a different way i would say it was only uh, it was momentary mm-hmm. uh so uh, that said um you know, I don't know what the future holds for me, uh, but, you know, when, when you see books now on the New York Times bestseller list, yeah. Michael Pollan's book, uh, I think that there's a lot of information there that we need to look at, because I think there's some value there. And I think yeah. the rejection of hallucinogens from a therapeutic perspective, uh, perspective was done for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, I think the the declaration, the war on drugs, and how that everything got out of hand during the Nixon era uh, really set back the possibility
0: Uh, of this being all drugs became this stigma you bet uh,
2: so I I don't take anything off the table that's going to help people especially as it relates to depression you know uh, anywhere between 40 to 70% of suicides mm-hmm. uh, are in people who have significant issues with depression. And, and let me just make one point mm-hmm. that you will work with your doctor moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, unlike what may have happened to your comedian friend. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll try to maximize those other things to give you support in terms of your lifestyle.
0: Yeah, I'm cur- Yeah, look, I'm excited about trying this. I've tried, I tried, uh, one diet before for a while. I can't remember what it you was. You doing paleo. Oh, paleo for a while. And it was good. Sometimes I could barely even see, though. I think one time I didn't eat for... Oh, that might have been fasting. You fast for five days. I was at a Best Buy. I couldn't see but about six feet. But um, that's so, really all you need to see the best yeah, Buy. Kind of you buy whatever
2: is there yeah. six feet in your in your field of vision. That's, and that's good true. enough. Yeah. And go back next year because what you bought was, yeah. is now obsolete. Yeah. Actually, it but is a great gotta way to... the, You got to buy the uh, extended <laughs> warranty no matter you. Can, whatever you buy, you can buy a, a USB drive, and they're going to give an extended warranty
0: for 19 years. Oh, I'd have bought 12 <laughs> extended feet of sight if I could have in that joint. I, 18 feet. Who knows what I would have found. How but it kind of is nice to minimize the store. It's kind of nice to minimize the store and make it smaller. blue light everywhere.
2: Yeah. Very much blue light. I want to suppress that melatonin? So you're dialed in.
0: Um, yeah, I, you know what? I'm even noticing even when I go out to like uh, if I'm at a bar, or a club, there's a lot more people who are out on mushrooms in a like in low doses. It, whereas it used to be people were high or people were drinking. It's becoming a more common thing. So I'll see a group of friends and you know they're just hanging out and chatting, but like oh we took some mushrooms. It's becoming more of a uh, ex- not. I don't even know if it's experimental, but Almost more managed, you know. The term microdosing came out about five years ago, yeah, and and then it became more man. I feel like people started to see, oh, this is more manageable, and it's maybe being delivered in more manageable supplements.
2: So let me then uh, uh, contextualize my statement, and I I would say that I am. uh, My statement should not be generalized to the recreational use, right? But more in terms of a. Therapeutic oh, yeah. intervention under supervision. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of, of a lot of potential there, to really make things happen in a much shorter period of time, as opposed to years and years of psychotherapy. Yeah, it has the potential for that. Right, and that was not a commentary on the recreational
1: usage.
0: Oh no, I don't think that anybody. I, I don't think our, anybody would take it like that. But but thanks for clarifying that. Um, Nick, did was there anything else?
3: Uh, I had a question yeah. about uh, sugar. Um, is there a real difference with your body from natural sugars in uh, <laughs> fruit to like refined sugars.
0: And you're that agave bad boy. Right. I read that a little bit. That's your jam, huh?
3: <laughs> you bet. Yeah. Um, so uh,
2: I'm often asked that question. What is, uh, you know, people say, oh, I, I had honey that came from bees that meditated every hour and it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's sugar. Your body reads it as sugar. Uh, you know, a tw- uh, I'm from Florida, so f- uh, orange juice is a big thing there, mm-hmm. right? And a 12 ounce glass of orange juice, it, whether it's from Florida or, whoever, or California, is uh, uh, nine teaspoons of sugar wow. in a 12 ounce glass of Florida. 34 to 36 grams of carbohydrate in your. That's before you've had your croissant or bagel, which are our fancy Jam, names. Jam, jelly on. You bet, and that's yeah. breakfast. Your 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 blood sugar surges, then it crashes, and then ten o'clock in the morning you're in trouble. You can't. You're back at Best Buy again or Costco. Yeah. and You're trying yeah. to be sick in front of you. Just loitering, I know. Yeah. Loitering and
0: picked up. And so, um, how is loitering not a disease, dude? There's some people who just. I know. That's all they I do. like loitering. Loitering's a great thing. I got
2: you know to just to take in the moment, to be present, be
0: mindful. That's a good point, actually.
2: But but that said, you know, your question is very good about eating fruit and this notion of six to eight servings of fruit a day. It's way too much fructose uh, and glucose you got
0: to go more green uh you got to get on the other side you bet and uh you what know, about f- fruit juice sorry just to clarify oh that's that's freshly fr- squeezed
2: fr- look a freshly squeezed orange juice has the same amount of sugar as coca-cola jesus What's the mystery here? Everybody says, "Oh yeah," but it's got vitamin C. I mean, please, you're going to offset nine teaspoons of sugar with the eighty milligrams of vitamin C in terms of being good for you. That's that's the trade-off. I don't think so. There's, uh, you know, have water, have carbonated water, have fruit flavored water. Uh, There are lots of them out there right now. I I just tried a new one and I thought it was great.
0: So So, like for breakfast, man, I just don't want to not be able to. I mean, I feel like it's going to be hard. What can I eat then?
2: Well, you might try skipping breakfast. Really? Well, you might try having your first meal of the day at noon or one o'clock.
0: Yeah, I'm smarter if I skip breakfast. I notice my brain works better. Well, if
2: you eat, let's say you eat at one Mm o'clock. That's when you, so you had dinner the night before at seven. Mm -hmm. You've gone all that time fasting then you have a meal that's called break fast right you broke your fast at one o'clock in the afternoon right you build up those ketones you're stressing your dna a little bit a low grade stress we call that hormesis amplifying your longevity genes turning on pathways nrf2 pathway for those who care uh, to increase your antioxidant production increase detoxification uh, decrease inflammation it is the home run wow and who knew I don't know who invented three meals a day, but somebody one day said, three meals a day, that's it, if you don't do that.
0: Probably Bob Evans. I don't know if you ever been to a Bob <laughs> Evans steakhouse or not, or <laughs> oh, that yeah. breakfast joint, but he's had at least four. I, I, I know bet. Bob Evans. I at bet they four. wanted to say four, and they, <laughs> four, they, they talked If they, they out. could,
2: they would, you <laughs> yeah. know, the midnight snack. That would be the worst time in the world to, and people get up and have a bowl of cereal. With I had one last night.
0: What do you so? What do you have in the middle of the night If you have to have something, you're oh, hungry. Man. You have to a have, have something. No, you, to you can't though. You got to sleep, man. What if you? It's just driving you nuts. If I if I you ever had woke to. up, eat an and emergency. Had to do
2: something aside from pee, <laughs> I'd say I would probably eat half an avocado. There you go. Yeah, I like that. And maybe fill the little hole after you take the seed out. Yeah, I put, fill the hole with olive oil and then a little sea salt. That's my favorite. I can eat that and be one and done. And
0: uh, dude, my dad used to put mayonnaise in avocado. And he would oh, take you the go. middle out and put mayonnaise so, in that sucker that's, and eat that
2: thing. Mish it up, and the next thing you know, you're right? you got guacamole, I didn't even think put about a, that. A yeah, he never salsa. mixed it, though.
0: <laughs> kind of lazy, I think. But he would just like put a, like, a thing of mayonnaise in there. But, but gets, he was old, though, too. My dad was 70 when I was born. He was an old man. Wow. So he had that senior. Do I get the same genes as I would have if my dad was like 35 when I was born?
2: Well, interesting. You get the same genetic code, but you, there are nuances of gene expression that change. During a person's life that are passed on. In fact, you have changes in your gene expression that you've inherited from your grandparents. Yeah, we've recently seen some studies that uh, show significant changes in the offspring of male mice who've been exposed
0: to nicotine. Jesus Christ! Yeah, dude. so uh,
2: what you know how we live our lives not only how we treat our kids but they inherit a lot of stuff from us
0: if they'll smoke they'll poke that's what I used to hear but if you're trying to meet girls if they were, it was like if you're trying to pick up girls at a bar or something it's like oh the smoke the girls that are smoking are usually <laughs> down for some type of intercourse but that's just an old it apparently it pertains to mice too um what else do we want to ask? Nick, do you have anything I else? I don't have a...
2: Let me just say, I don't necessarily have a response for that, but I'm noodling it right now. Gluten-free noodle in my mind about Were well, <laughs> you saying the mice that. with
0: nicotine had extra babies? Is that what you said?
2: No, uh, what I said was that uh, there were changes in DNA expression when mice were treated with nicotine that were passed on not only to their offspring, but to their offspring's offspring. Oh, wow. So your lifestyle choices are going to impact not only your kids, but your grandkids.
0: Jesus. I want to apologize to my grandkids right now for anything (laughs) that I've done. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Gee, that's what we should leave. The will should also have a huge disclaimer in it, you know? And by the way. Here's the poor choices i made. uh, Here's the money for your rehab. I'll, I'll... like a Scarfax. Here's all the poor choices that I made. Scarfax, and you I like get that. them.
2: I'm going to get the URL for that.
0: They there, there we are, go. Somebody probably already took that. They one. They probably did. Somebody probably just took it. Somebody's probably. Um,
3: I, I have one more question. There's one more uh, video question. I think we should get to. Great. Um, you mentioned like the six to eight servings of, of fruit, and I'm wondering with the, like the food pyramid. Some is that like. Some people have like a theory it's more nefarious where it's like all lobbies did that. They fought to get their sure food, they food in there. So it's that. It's not just bad science that we've learned.
2: From. Well, it's bad science, with all due respect, that was put out by industry. And so what we learned, published in the Journal of the American Medical Association in the late 60s and recently recapitulated in the New York Times front page, was this incredibly powerful influence that the sugar industry had over what doctors would publish in medical journals. saying That's where all the bad, the idea that fat was bad came from. They wanted to castigate fat so that you would have to fill in your calories from sugar, sugar and carbs. Damn. And they manipulated the scientific data so that doctors bought into this. Heck, it was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. Meanwhile, we've now learned that in the late 60s, early 70s, those well-respected researchers were paid off. Jesus. And that killed hundreds of thousands if not millions of people globally because when America adopted this fat phobia. Yeah, I remember it went that. went around the world. Everyone wanted to be like Americans. Yeah. And they dropped their dietary fat, but not everybody. I mean, we saw places, for example, uh, like France, where they continue to eat butter. They use a lot of olive oil and their rates of cardiovascular disease are lower. Rates of cancer are mm-hmm. lower. And to this day, it remains that way. The people in various places like Europe, uh, Italy as well, eat a lot of fat. You know, the Mediterranean diet that everybody's got That's what I hear about, about a lot. So great. It's a diet that's high fat. You put olive oil on everything. I, love that. I, I we travel with olive oil. Wow. And I eat uh, about a liter a week myself of olive oil. Jesus. And the reason we travel with it is because when you go to a restaurant, most of the time it's that you say, Can you bring me some olive oil? It isn't.
0: Yeah. It's canola. They g- oil. Yeah, they give you canola. Isn't that the weirdest? I'm it, like you think I'm gonna put this on my it, salad? If it's
2: 51% olive oil, they're allowed to say it's olive oil. Wow. It's like if it's 51% whole grain,
0: they're allowed to say this is whole grain cereal whole grain pasta whole grain bread do you see Mm -hmm. those things starting to change like are we going to because I feel as much as uh, it's so funny half the day I'll feel like man we're all fucked we're all addicted to all these foods and all these things and society's fucked then the other half of the day I will think you know what there's such a rebirth of people learning right now through long form entertainment like podcasting instead of just short form quips that are advertiser supported like on larger networks right that we're in in an age of enlightenment kind of where if you want to be enlightened, and you want to learn. You still have to take action physically, but if you want to, that that it's there. So it's like it, it's so crazy. Half the day I feel one way, and half the day I feel the uh, the other. But isn't it wild that like it's legal to have so many other things that are so addictive, but they're not really branded that way? Well,
2: you know, I I choose to. Uh, you know like, what I'm saying, though. Oh, I absolutely do, and. I don't like what I see around me, that's for sure. But, you know, I, I think it's better for me to light the single candle as opposed to cursing the darkness. I mean, yeah. I, truthfully, you read Grain Brain. A There's term. a lot of cursing of the darkness that goes yeah. in there because I don't like what people do to manipulate you. Right, And uh, it, it's unfair. And making things addictive that you would never have suspected. Yeah. Uh, online gambling. Uh, You know, all these things. Oh yeah, I was at
0: a casino this weekend and when I'm in there, it's when I thought about it, I was like, I can't believe, I mean, the the casino must have made $15 million this weekend the one I was at and I was like, I just can't believe that this is legal because even though it's fun for a little bit and I get how the dopamine hits and stuff and it would seem like it just is not good for people overall. It isn't.
2: And it keeps them locked in where we start our conversation today, keeps them locked into their reptilian amygdala brain of impulsivity and not thinking of consequences people can be addicted to online shopping you know yeah. people like that oh
0: pornography i mean i'm about 95 days off of uh, pornography
2: well think about that that ap- appeals to you instantaneously mm-hmm. and there's then there's a click uh, just like to, to go on amazon and buy something instantly uh a, a drink and and here you are you haven't slept you've traveled and you see dunkin donuts It's playing upon your susceptibility. You are so vulnerable at that moment, and bingo, there they are. And I know I shouldn't be eating this crap, but I do. Yeah, because it's there, and the lights, and all, and everything. And so, my it's the dark arts. That's what we call
0: the dark arts. And we always have is where they where you are being manipulated into doing something you don't really want to do. You know, or really, you know, excess. You know that sort of thing.
2: Well, Theo, half the battle is calling it out. And so that that's what our new book's about, is calling it out so you can look suddenly realize these people are taking advantage of me. They are manipulating me. They're manipulating my eyeballs and my bank account Yeah, for their advantage, not for you. Though it's guised as looking like it's good for you, mm-hmm. it'll help you, whatever, fill in the blank. And that's what I want. I want a, to lose weight. I want to have a more expensive car. I want a blank. They'll help you with clickbait. It's done. Uh, but in reality it has nothing to do with you it's all about them and their bottom line yeah and our mission is to call it out because as soon as you recognize it then you you, you have you, a different experience you, with you it bet. Then, then suddenly you say hey i'm not giving into this right who's in charge is my reptilian brain in charge saying i'm gonna do it what the heck i have no control or did theo finally say uh-uh not this time. I'm going to make the right decision.
0: Yeah, because it's so funny. Like, I like Fruity Pebbles, right? I, don't, I haven't eaten them in years, right? But I like them. But what I like even more is not getting fucked over by somebody. So once I know, then it's like, okay, I would eat these, but even more so, I hate somebody tricking me or taking advantage of And me. now that
2: you're aware of that, yeah. you can
0: make a change. Right. Let me.
2: You bring up an interesting point, and that is Fruity Pebbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, or anything else that's sweet. Yeah. We love sweet. Do I love sweet, sitting here talking to you? Heck yeah. Would I love to eat sweet foods? Why? Because my brain and your brain and everybody else on the planet's brain is wired to like sweet. Mm -hmm. Because sweet told our ancestors two things. It told us that the food was safe, And that the food was ripe and had the most nutrients. Mm. It also told us that there's three things. That winter is coming. When does fruit generally ripen? Uh, You know, wild fruit, wild blueberries. End of the summer, early fall. Eat sugar. What does that do? Insulin rises. What does that do? Body fat. What does that do? Let's you survive in the wintertime where you don't have food. So our sweet tooth led to our ability to survive. Mm. Now that same mechanism is being exploited by Every yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, every but everybody that wants you to eat their fruity pebbles, oh, yeah. whatever it is they're appealing to your sweet tooth, that's a dopamine hit that most people can't turn away from.
0: <sighs> Who knew? But you know now. That's know. the point. I know I know, but I just I wish I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Knowledge is key, you know. No, it is key. It is key, even though I I don't want it to be. It's like, at a certain point in my life, I just have to make some choices that it's like, you know, I want to be able to live longer so that I can, you know, not only experience life, but also, like, be a part of good stuff and, like and learn more and like and this is it it's like i'm starting to see you know friends i see friends you know i had a high school reunion a couple years ago and i was like damn this dude's almost dead you know well here's what, little daniel's almost dead that dude looks 65 years old you know he's over there eating paydays and chilling out <laughs> you know i'm like you gotta tighten up keith Barcy. yeah <laughs> here's what necco here's what uh um, those are good though.
2: yeah <laughs> the, the here's the good ones. thing that's going on here is uh here's a guy uh who you who you're learning about life mm-hmm. and you do the very best that you can right you're talking to people you're learning but well beyond this being just about you you're sharing this with the hundreds of thousands of people who are also having issues trying to understand what in the heck it's all about and empowering them with this knowledge then to make better decisions mm-hmm. you know the word doctor doesn't mean healer it means teacher right it means giving out information So, you're doing a heck of a thing here. You really are. You're helping a lot of people.
0: Well, thanks, man. That's nice of you to say. Yeah, we do a lot of stuff. I mean, and our listeners do a lot of stuff. I mean, they call in with real questions. You know, they're concerned. They, you know, I mean, I think we are in this age. I I think I see it a lot through our podcast of uh, people wanting to, you know, they don't want to be a victim anymore of you know, corporations and of advertising and just starting to realize, uh, you know, I think some of that is starting to come to an end in some ways.
2: Yeah. And you know, Theo, what it does is it isolates people. Ultimately they become, uh, just ends of one walking around on their own, isolated, locked into their smartphone and not interacting. Yeah. And we need everybody. We need you. Yeah. We need everybody to reconnect to each other. So we're actually in the process of, um, of putting together a website called Mm reconnectglobal.com where we're going to have essays from people who talk about this, how we can reconnect to our gut bacteria, how we can reconnect to the signaling of our genome, how we can reconnect to the prefrontal cortex and become more empathetic, how I can reconnect to people around me to be my neighbors, to my community, to other countries, yeah. though they may be different from us. Yeah. That's cool. How and, we can connect to the planet.
0: Yeah, to just have some understanding, to want to be healthy, to operate at our fullest. Because I believe that, yeah, at our core, we are, yeah, very good.
2: We have to embrace diversity. Yeah. We, you know, we talk about, of course, of the gut bacteria. The more diverse your gut bacteria, the more resilient your body is to dealing with the onslaught of stress of our modern world but the more diverse our culture is same thing the more diverse you know we are as a, as people the more we're able to handle adversity mm. you know i had an interesting that's discussion that's interesting yeah i had this discussion with uh, a guy who's involved in in amazon uh, restoration and preserving the diversity of the flora and fauna in the in the amazon and we realized we're saying the same thing he's saying we have to preserve the plants and animals because diversity is what's going to keep the amazon alive Mm. and i said same thing with our microbiome that we have to have diversity of bacteria to keep us healthy and we have to have diversity of humans so that we can be resilient and survive i
0: see a lot of people you know doing sex everywhere i go people are you know i don't even know what color people are anymore you know so it seems like (laughs) there's definitely some good bit of diversity the more i go around uh america yeah and i i think yeah, like I come from a culture where you know, like my my area was just kind of black and white, and times were a little different then. But now, when I go back home, I, I feel like it's a lot different vibe. And you know, I feel like most of America gets along pretty well. It seems like I think the they politicize that it's not a lot of places, and they amplify that. To me, it seems like on the news, but most of the places I go, it doesn't see. It's it's not the, really the reality that I see and feel. You know, well,
2: we are prog- programmed, uh, hardwired uh, to really make a decision when we see somebody's eyes for the first time or mm. their face for the first time, the instantaneous decision is friend or foe,
0: mm. right? I could imagine, yeah, I can see that 100%, Instantaneously, instantaneously,
2: yeah. friend or foe. And we have these then. We color that decision based upon our life experiences. Right. Is that person friend or foe? And I had an interesting experience that I came off a plane, Dallas, Texas, and went down the escalator, and there was a woman wearing a burqa, and it was right after a terrorist uh, thing had happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as we all do, friend or foe, and I, my mind said, foe. Mm. You know, step back, this person. And I realized that that's an impulse from my amygdala. It's an instantaneous impulse. I am absolutely going to override that impulse and recognize it for what it was and do my very best to override that yeah. and speak to people.
0: And it's the same thing, yeah, like you're saying, it's diversity. It's like, same thing with making the choices that we put in our stomach. It's making the choices that we see in front of us, just taking a moment and uh, and, and trusting our instinct.
2: When we prejudge, that's the definition of prejudice, it's yeah. where it comes from, and we prejudge based upon these engrams that are built up in our minds uh, from early life experiences that, you know, to a degree are place there by our parents and what they thought you know what their world was like right and when i grew up you know the world was we were you know we were not taught but things were very polarized oh yeah and we have to do our very best to embrace diversity and uh, just open up our hearts yeah and yeah you know the amygdala is going to make a decision we don't have to go with that decision right. if the amygdala says uh, i'm going to reach out i'm going to buy i'm going to do this i'm going to eat this We take a step back. We bring online a higher level of thinking, and we ask ourselves: Is this an appropriate decision? Am Am I being manipulated?
0: Am I being manipulated? Am I just lizarding? Um, Probiotics. What is that? Because I started taking those, eat chewing those, the gummies, and I like them, man. Well,
2: you like them. What do you mean
0: you like them? I like them. I feel like they are good. I like having a little snack. So you could say, there you go. You could say, I like them. The most I ever had was four. Okay, okay. You could
2: say, I like them from the amygdala, meaning I like them because they're sweet and I like that and I'm done.
0: Yeah, the chewable ones. Or
2: you could say, I like them because.
0: That's what I want to know. Why do I like them?
2: So if you like them because, you bring in your prefrontal cortex, you say, I like them because I now know that having probiotic organisms in my gut... Helps with diversity, helps with gut function, helps reduce inflammation, and I'm buying into that science. Yes. Having said that, then probably the gummy part of the probiotic gummy would not be the way to go. Dang. So you're eating them because they're a little treat, right? You're not, you know.
0: I mean, I want to have probiotics. You know, I started thinking, like, I got to make my stomach healthier, you know?
2: So you want to get a good probiotic, and there's Mm -hmm. some good brands that we can talk about, but you want to get one that has long shelf life, that gives you uh, 30, 40, 50 billion organisms, that has a lot of diversity of organisms, 10, Like a damn aquarium inside (laughs) of me. (laughs) More than that, yeah. So you really want to look for those factors, and there are plenty of good products out there. there but i think that's a very reasonable thing and then be sure that you culture these guys as well as the ones that already live in there by having lots of prebiotics in your diet okay and you can get some great probiotics from eating fermented foods like kimchi Mm -hmm. and sauerkraut and fermented vegetables so you don't Mm -hmm. have to always buy a probiotic pill or Mm -hmm. in this case gummy okay I, you may want to pass on the gummies. I mean, I'm not trying to be brand specific here. I don't know,
0: but like, say if you're in a bind and you get in a tough spot, can some probiotic gummies help you out?
2: Ah, uh, yeah. I I don't know how bioavailable those probiotics are going to be. Right. So you really, again, you want to look for certain parameters within, uh, you know, that brands are going to satisfy, making sure you're really getting what you're what you think you are. Okay. But understand that if you're eating the, the gummies. You're eating the gummy part, not the probiotic part. Probably. Right.
0: You think there's some probiotics in there? They have to put something. Who knows? you la
2: la-di-da. You know, there's no no oversight as far as that goes. Who looks at that and says, yeah, not only are they in there, uh, generally, read the label. And oftentimes what they're going to say is um, 10 billion CFU, meaning colony-forming units, at the time of manufacture. And if you see that... That's not the product for you. Right. You don't want something that when they manufactured it 18 months ago, had this, now it's got nothing. You want that fresh hitter. You want to have something that says uh, 30 billion CFUs guaranteed uh, for 12 months after the date that is stamped on that product mm-hmm. when it was manufactured. So you take it six months later, it's been on the store shelf, you had it at home, and now it's still going to kick your butt in terms of having good probiotics.
0: Mm. And so eating better will leave me more to be my best self. There's really just no denying it, it seems like.
2: It's a take-home message, but uh, it's all about um, taking that moment, bringing online your higher level of thinking about right. what's best for Theo, and who's in charge,
0: and what are my instincts? What are those that are in my stomach?
2: So instincts are some things that are programmed. Okay. Sweet is an instinct. Okay. Sex is an instinct.
0: Okay. You
2: know, feast, uh, flight uh, against a uh, uh, potentially threatening infor- uh Issue is an instinct. Uh, So, you know, we talk about...
0: Trust your instincts, people say.
2: Well, trust your instincts to some degree. But sometimes our instincts can get us into trouble. Uh, You know, somebody says something to you and you punch them in the face. Instinctually, well, they may have been talking to the guy standing behind you. Right. Right? Or they may have thought you were some... Whatever. Right. And so that's an instinctual response an amygdala-based sudden reaction that we need to temper. I... I I think back. I mean, there, I I'll never forget standing in line of all places at Best Buy. Oh yeah. No, it was Costco. It was Costco. Mm. And I had an instinctual response that I regret. Uh and I you could say what you want to me. Uh I'm okay with that. But somebody said something to my wife and mm. I uh it didn't luckily it could have been worse. But and I was I have to say I was very down on myself for not reining that in, I should have been the bigger person and reined it in, and, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's a lesson. So, uh, so sometimes those instinctual responses can harm you. Yeah. And um, instinctually, we should eat sugar all the time because instinctually we are told that it is good for us. It's telling us winter's coming and that the fruit is safe and ripe. That's we override that with our higher cortical function telling us. No, we don't want to eat a lot of sugar. Instinctually, everybody wants to have sex with everybody. Yeah. And no matter what. And, uh, you know... You can't do it. You know, modern society, that's not
0: necessarily going to be uh, good for you. Oh, you can't even masturbate in your car anymore around here. they down. There used to be a time yeah, I wasn't yeah. aware of that. But. Uh, so something happened in line and you got an altercation.
2: Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Right. And uh, anyway... But that was your instincts. It was my instinct. But I... I, I checked it right at the right moment, and mm. and I actually thank a sensei, a um, a teacher from years ago, martial arts teacher, who worked with me with that that got me to the level and would would kind of actually would hit me in the face until I and would and kept me from responding, and would say something. You want to hit me back? Come on, hit me back! And and training me not to respond, mm. and I got to that point, and that engram was activated. And then I backed down, and I was um, very grateful for that training because it took me to the edge.
0: You know, it's funny because I had an experience. I was in, uh, I think, Berlin one time with a girlfriend. We were traveling, and and uh, we were on this bike tour. You know, you go on bike tours when you're sure. on the to tourist sometimes, and some guy was like going down a bike path really fast, and he like hit my girlfriend's bike like really hard. And when I looked at him, I could tell immediately he'd like done it on purpose. Like, uh, we weren't really in the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. He had. Maybe he got angry with tourists. He didn't like living in the city. Who knows? But my first instinct was to pedal off and fucking kill that guy, you know, get a knife out of an imaginary knife suddenly in my hand like I was going (laughs) to fucking kill this dude, you know, but I didn't. Right. I didn't do that. I just stayed there. You know, I made sure she was okay. but I've always regretted. Not, not doing not, maybe not killing them but at least driving over and jumping and just you know tackling them and at least
2: but think about it now from the perspective of the fact that you were able to rein yourself in that is absolutely huge Still Think about that though that you could rein yourself in at that moment and not do and you could rein in the amygdala and say I'm not gonna do it and that should be a, a sense of pride that you have but
0: I felt like it was a wimp I felt like a wimp though
2: no, well, You're not a wimp. You know that. You need that man to prove that you're a wimp or not a wimp. Who is he? I don't How know. should he enter into your life?
0: Hopefully dead. I wish, but <laughs> but yeah. You but you're, I mean, yeah. I got to let it go. I guess I still have a resentment against that man. So I'm it's glad good it, so to I'm feel it.
2: though. Out. it's good to take yourself out of the moment and experience it. That was what that deep breath was just about. Because you went back to that moment and it again challenged you. You know, your ep- adrenaline level is up. Your cortisol. Cortisol levels up, fight or flight, uh, which isn't necessarily good for you. Uh, But to let it go, to feel it, experience it, take that purging breath, clearing breath, and move on. You're a better person for that. And the fact that you reined it in then, that is huge. You pat yourself on the back for that one.
0: Pat that dude on the back really hard with a knife. (laughs) Um and anything else, Nick, that you have? Oh yeah. So we have six doctors. Celebrity you know. doctors. Right, Nick. F- yeah, feel this one out here.
3: Yeah, we've got six celebrity doctors, and we'd like you to rank them just in your 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 love for them, your respect for them. And uh, for the people listening, we've got Deepak Chopra, Dr. Ken Jong, uh Dr. Drew, Doctor Oz, Che Guevara, and Dr. Phil.
0: Who should we listen to, you know?
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh
2: to light the single candle and not uh, anyway, yeah. uh, I <laughs> fight the dark. Or yeah, <laughs> I love Deepak. I've known Deepak for wow, I guess twenty eight years. I dreamed about Deepak Chopra last night, oddly enough, and this morning I told my wife I dreamed about Deepak. We were having dinner. um I I think he's centered. I think he's one of the coolest individuals I know. Wow, so I love the guy. Number one. Um, well, let me let me continue. Then we'll, then we'll work on the ranking. Uh, Mehmet Oz, I think, is fantastic. I'm a medical advisor to the Dr. Oz Show. Been on that program, I guess, three or four times. Um, I, I respect his desire to be a little bit out there, to challenge the mainstream, and to really apply a level of objectivity to things that are a little bit off-center, and I highly respect that. I know him as a person, uh, and his wife, uh, and his wife's parents. Uh, is who, he a neat man? He's, he's, he's a cool guy. Wow. I like him a lot. Uh, and we actually just were with uh, his mother and father-in-law uh, two weeks ago in New York. Uh, and they're terrific people. Um, Dr. Drew, super cool. Uh, I mean, here's a guy. Jack, too. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I highly respect uh, everything he's about. Uh, his inquisitive mind is uh, breathtaking. Uh, his depth of knowledge but depth of validation when he has an idea i think is uh super cool yeah I, the other three i don't know who's top middle there
3: that's dr ken jong he's now a, a comedian and comedic actor but he was oh a, that's he, right and he was
2: a doctor mm-hmm. uh, i only know him from the comedy perspective yeah and apparently uh, and,
0: doctrine and, wasn't going so good if he bailed out yeah
2: but apparently this part is working out well for so I've, I've heard him on the comedy channel So, uh, or one of the uh, Sirius Radio channels. So from that perspective, I respect his comedy. Che Guevara, I'm not sure. Uh, You know, I I think we're kind of in a different arena. And with all due respect, I think that Dr. Phil might be in a different arena, not being a medical doctor. Uh, But then again, you know, things that both... uh, What is he a
0: doctor of? He was a bouncer, wasn't he, on the Oprah show?
2: Well, he uh, you know, his his show is all about psychology. Oh that's so, right. So, uh, you know, both Deepak and Memedaz are MDs. Deepak was an endocrinologist, very well credentialed. Memadaz uh practiced cardiovascular surgery, as you may know. So my ability to relate to them on a my based on my training I think is much greater. And um but, you know, clearly they both are exploring areas that are not particularly in the field of medicine, but absolutely should be, mm-hmm. uh, like spirituality in the case of Deepak, and certainly Mehmet goes to that place as well. So, um, what can I say? Uh, I, I, I'm We'll leave the answer at that.
0: Who do you think sexier, though, out of Dr. Oz and Dr. Drew? Who what? Who's sexier, you think? Uh, well,
2: uh, I, I don't know what, uh, what kind of shape Dr. Oz is in. I think he's lean and mean. Uh, Dr. Drew uh, dedicates himself to that. He's he's ripped. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I I think Deepak is sexy. Actually, I I, I do <laughs> because Deepak does what he wants. Uh, he wears what he wants, and I think and I, uh, I think he's very attractive from from the perspective of of being artsy in that regard. And I find artsy to
0: be very attractive. Gang, there you go. Deepak, it is man. <laughs> um, uh, Dr. Perlmutter, thank you so much for being here. It's yeah, a pleasure. I think it's been really, really interesting. Oh, awesome Thanks, Theo. Oh, I got a year of dieting now to do. This is going <laughs> to suck. A lifetime. Oh, shit. Now I'm just floating
1: on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel In my bones But it's gonna take A little time For me to set that parking brake And let myself unwind Shine.